0: Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. If you've listened to our show before, you know that what we do here at Jew in the City is give our listeners a chance to get to meet uh, sort of different or out of the box types of Orthodox Jews or Orthodox Jews involved with different types of chesed and kindness work, the sorts of things that the mainstream media and traditional media often doesn't publicize, often doesn't let people know about. Um, And because our goal at Jew in the City is to show people you know that there's more space and more room for individuality and you know self and talents and interests and hobbies that people often think could be within the laws and the strictures of living such a religious life. And today's guest is no exception. Um, this might be probably a, a world first. He is a Hasidic Jew who I believe founded the world's first kosher Caribbean restaurant um, in uh, in Brooklyn. Um, now the world of kosher food. Uh, in the last many years, has really just gone to a whole new level. Kosher wine is in a new place than it ever was before. There's restaurants popping up that are farm-to-table and small plate and Indian kosher restaurants. And, I mean, there's sushi galore. There's probably more sushi and kosher restaurants now than there is kugel. Um, But I think uh, the Caribbean is is the first. And uh, today we're going to hear from its founder and uh, owner, Dove Popik. Dove, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Good uh, morning, afternoon. How are you?
0: Yeah, doing well. So, um, if you could give us a little bit of a background of yourself, kind of how you grew up Jewishly, where you grew up, what what does your Jewish background look like before you became this uh, owner of a Caribbean restaurant?
1: Uh, my background is actually Chabad. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I uh, grew up in uh, Long Island, you know, as a young child, I spent uh, many years coming to. You know spent a lot of time in Heights uh, area of uh, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. uh my grandparents are long time residents of Heights, uh, and uh you know I grew up growing to them, visiting them um visiting uh chabad headquarters in Crown uh seven seventy
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you know been inspired quite a bit by you know the chabad community, but all along while I was coming and you know spending a lot of time in, you know, in Crown Heights, it was also uh, a time that I was quite exposed to the Caribbean community Mm -hmm. uh, because they kind of like, you know, sort of live in one another. And uh, you know, I was just always felt that, uh, you know, that there should be more of sort of like a unity Mm -hmm. because uh, it seemed like the cultures in a lot of ways were very similar.
0: Really? In in what way? uh,
1: Just, uh, you know, promoting, just, uh, you know, positive attitude and uh, always seeming to be, you know, quite joyful and in a lot of ways sort of very, maybe very spiritual Hmm. and, uh, you know, family oriented. I guess that's really it.
0: So, yeah, you know, so, uh, I find this interesting. It's not, you know, a, a lot of uh, Lubavitches you'll speak to, my husband included, actually, is uh, the child of Chabad, Bali, Tshuva, people that were not observant. They were hippies in the 60s and became observant later, so they kind of brought with them some of their, you know, ideas from their former life. But it sounds like your family way, way back was Lubavitch, Hasidic. You said grandparents in Crown Heights. Is that oh, yeah. Correct? I
1: mean, my family is a uh, long-time Lubavitch. My great-grandfather actually came from uh, a small town where Lubavitch really started, you know, before it came to the United States, before it came to America, in the 50s, when, uh, you know, the, the Rebbe who had recently, you know, some years ago passed, so, uh, you know, his father, uh, sorry, father-in-law before him came to America, so before that, uh, there was a movement, uh, the Lubavitch movement that really started in, uh, in a small town called Lubavitch. And my great-grandfather actually was born there in that town. Wow. So, um, you know, when he came to the United States, you know, he, like he, at that time that he came to uh, live in Cranites, uh, you know, it was a very, uh, sort of like, uh, the neighborhoods were kind of like really, by the, the neighborhood Cranites was sort of developing at that time. But, the, you know, all different sorts of, uh, you know, different people were moving in at that time. And throughout the years, it's turned many different ways. Now it's kind of come now more than ever very, very gentrified.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, um, it used to be like the area of Cran Heights was, uh, very much, uh, within a, you know, a certain few blocks. And now it's kind of spread where like the, the, the communities have kind of like become one. And, mm-hmm. uh, just being that the, uh, the Cran Heights area is just, it's architecturally, it's just a very beautiful area. Um, you know, there was, there was some, uh, you know, there was some—how uh, do you say—like a stigma, I guess, uh, with the Crown Heights area. And in, in the '90s, they had some uh, issues with the uh, riots, and I'm sure everybody knows about.
0: I was actually going to ask you and that Trump exact riots. thing. When I think back, you know, I wasn't even observant then, but I remember the Crown Heights riots and the tension there. So, so to speak to. So, was that with? Um, the Caribbean community that was a different African-American community is the Caribbean community that's moved in more recently a different group or are things just getting more peaceful or
1: I think that was more I think that was really like uh, Afro-American I think like that was I don't think you know um, I don't think that was uh, from you know to do with uh, people from the islands Mm -hmm. uh, you know whether it's Jamaica or Haiti or Haitian or, or so on you know I think it was more so to do with you know, um, yeah, just uh, you know, the locally let's uh, so rather say like you know uh, natives of that you sure. know I guess that grew up and were born in in in, in you know in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't so much more. That was so, really where. So so what think, um, I think you know,
0: I was there any moment when because it still seems atypical and really a wonderful way in my mind that someone who you know far back way back is uh, Lubavitch all the way. I think people have maybe a certain stereotype of you know, Orthodox Jews in general and Hasidic Jews even more so as looking inward, where did the idea of looking outward and wanting to connect with different types of people come from?
1: You're saying for myself?
0: Yeah, for yourself personally, like I'm saying, is that something that you, you know, heard at home or was there um, an experience where you connected with... I mean,
1: well, my family, my family happens to be also in real estate. Okay. Okay, uh, my grandfather is a landlord and, uh, you know, for many years, like we've, you know, we had a lot of involvement with uh, the tenants that we have in a lot of the buildings, you know, renting to a lot of people uh, apartments that are, uh, you know, from the islands and so on. And uh, so I, I actually, as a child, grew up, you know, quite fond of their culture. I was invited many times to come in. They've always been very warm and, you know, and, and gracious and uh, always sat me down for a cup of coffee and, like, a nice conversation. So we sort of, you know, integrated sort of at an early stage of my life, you know, to to be part of uh, of the culture, which I, I always felt that it was uh, something very intriguing to me, and it was, yeah. you know, just their lifestyle, the way they live, and so on. And, you know, but it, it, a lot of people, you know, for some reason, it seemed to be kind of, let's say, you know, from the Jewish side, from the Jewish community, the Babish community of Kranites, it seemed to be something like kind of a little taboo, in a sense, yeah. but I always was like, kind of like very excited about it, and you know, as I got older, you know, I happened to have befriended, you know, a lot of these um, people from the islands, you know, and just, just always curious, of like they always had like very interesting stories, like about like their, you know, their history and so on, and again, that relates to like, I find like, you know, my culture. Mm-hmm. You know, because we our culture is really the premise is really kind of based entirely on history, on historical events, and that's why it kind of made me feel very comfortable. And um, you know, I mean, I just always, I mean, if for a moment, if you want to get off that topic, uh... as far as the food is concerned, you know, I always felt that you know, you know, they're they're um, how do I say it? Like they're. Um, focus on trying to, you know, be as health conscious as possible, Um, you know, the Caribbean sort of cuisine, you know, has always been like apparent to me.
0: It's not exactly Jews are not so health conscious. I'm saying traditionally with like Kishka and, you know, Cholent. Right,
1: exactly, exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, even back, you know, back home for them, let's say in the islands, like, they're always like very, you know, you know, the... You know the, the, what we take for granted. You know, as a, as a as a as a big deal here for us to have, let's say, good you know fresh produce, you know clean produce. You know, is is a big deal for us here. But there on the islands, it's like it's 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 grows. The trees grow. You can pick it literally right off the trees. It's not, you know. So for them, it's like they try to bring, you know, into their into their cuisine as much. You know of uh healthy eating as, as as they can you know here in uh in America and uh you know I think that everybody should be aware of of clean eating you know and it shouldn't be like they have this thing that everybody talks about now if you're eating organic, you know you're eating clean, but should be told is organic is really just come much more of like let's say a brand than anything else, and the reality is that if you really are conscious of your eating, you can. You know you can you can do it easily enough you just have to like be aware of what you know what you're buying and the different uh you know products and so on and 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 we um at you know the place that we opened here um uh, where you know we make a big point about buying absolutely nothing out of a can or a package, so everything that we do is like you know is is fresh everything is made on the spot made to order you know and uh you know people have been really loving the experience i mean take some time, a little bit of time to, 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 to eat till we get it out. Maybe, you know, we're working on that, but we, we really don't want to compromise with the freshness and, 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 and the natural ingredients that we use in all our food, you know?
0: Sure. So um, I, we're going to talk more about the restaurant, where it is, what people can order, and we're going to speak to Chef Michael Gordon soon. Um, I'm just curious about one more thing, sort of from the past. When did you get your first try of Caribbean food? Because if you were meeting with these people, you mentioned that you had coffee there, you, you couldn't, you know, eat in their house. Yeah, Were but, you uh, kind of like smelling it from and, the distance and, and wanting to get that opportunity? Oh, yeah,
1: the aroma is intoxicating. I mean, uh, that goes without saying. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I, I I tell you, I didn't really get introduced to the food, really, uh, and, and, you know, and the taste of the food, you know, uh, till really coming to meet Michael because, you know, for the most part, most of the food, is, you know, made with a lot of, you know, chicken and meat. And, you know, being that I'm, you know, I'm observant and I eat, you know, only kosher, you know, if I wasn't able to do so. But, you know, just the look of it, the way it appeared and, like, the presentation, the way they made the food was always something that I was, you know, then intrigued by. And, you know, it just happened to be that, you know, when I took my restaurant, you know, the space that I had and... Uh, you know, I just wanted to do something different, something unique, something that kind of makes me feel like I'll be, you know, you know, leaving people with a really good feeling and a, you know, really kind of like happy kind of experience overall, not just in the taste or the ambiance, but in the overall vibe, just something that they can leave with and, you know, feel excited to come back to very soon, you know? So was your first taste of
0: Caribbean food in your restaurant or had you had a chance to sample it beforehand or?
1: Um, no. So... Michael, um, he has another restaurant um, in Crown Heights mm-hmm. um, on Franklin Avenue, which is a very highly gentrified area over the past, let's say, recent years, let's say two or three years. So now he's joined quite a crowd. Um, he only seats about 20 people at that restaurant,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, also very similar to like, what we, the kind of experience that we offer. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like an open-style kitchen where everyone can kind of see everything being made in front of them, and uh, so there, the, all his ingredients are kosher, you know, with uh, certification. But yeah. the restaurant itself is not, you know, uh, certified with uh, you know, a certification of any sort. You know, so there, I, you know, he, you know, we used, you know, certain pans and so on to make sure that everything was kosher, and he prepared all, right. all the dishes. And I was able to taste it then, and, you know, I was totally blown away.
0: So and, that was it that first I, taste that made you say, now it's time to open a restaurant? Okay. Like, how can you walk us through sort of the, you know, uh, steps you took from where, how the idea, because for people that have ideas, I think it's so helpful to hear from the people that took the idea and didn't just say, oh, I'll deal with that later, I'm going to take it, and I'm going to make it happen now. What, what did that process look like?
1: Well, I just saw the vibe and I saw the, the, you know, I was like, wow, this is like perfect because the way people took to it and I just kind of loved the overall just experience. And I was like, you know what, it just kind of hit me. And I was like, you know what, this is what we're going to do and what a great place to do it. You know, recreate or sort of like, you know, an extension of some sort. You know, Cranice uh, is really, you know, like I said, between like the different cultures and, you know, it would just be a wonderful thing to do in Dumbo because I think Dumbo is going through all kinds of different changes and so on and there's a lot of developing happening and we're on the waterfront and, you know, that's what certainly inspired me, you know, being that I've traveled quite a bit to the Caribbean. just It kind of makes you feel like, you know, the whole experience overall kind of makes you feel like you're on vacation. And I think, like, in New York and in the, in the hustle-bustle, like, people kind of need a place to come to and feel, like, really, you know, most importantly, kind of, like, you know, valued and appreciated and, like, at home and then at the same time, like, you know, uh, like on that sort of like you know on that vacation somewhere, and that's what we created in the environment, in the decor, and the food and Wait. So, you know, and what about the name? So the name is have.
0: Dumbo fio Dumbo. What's the name?
1: F I Y A Fire. Fire, like
0: and Fia. then
1: what's the, what's like the Dumbo? Part? Well, Dumbo is just Dumbo is an area in Brooklyn.
0: Oh, got it. Okay. All right. I don't know Brooklyn so well. When oh, yeah, I, I, I hear with Dumbo, Dumbo, I think of the, the ele- elephant. Okay. So the name of the restaurant oh, is Faya. Oh, no, no, no. And, and the section of, yeah. of Brooklyn is Dumbo. Got it. Okay. And where Dumbo. does Faya that's come That's on the from?
1: waterfront. Okay. So Faya is something that's like a term that's used. Uh, a lot of the uh, Jamaican people, they use it to uh, uh, express uh, something of like excitement of joy of, you know, a fantastic you know, wonderful experience. They've, they were, The reference is really like, you know, that thing's on fire or fire. Oh, it's like like, like exciting, that song, That kind of Girl's like, on
0: Fire, that one?
1: You got it. <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, yeah. I didn't
0: realize so that was coming from uh, to... Jamaica. So uh, that was actually my, my okay, now I got it. Okay, fine. Okay, it's all coming together now, a little slow on the uptake here. Um yeah. When you first had this idea um you started telling people about it, I'm sure. Was anyone like, are you crazy? Who's gonna, what, what Jew is going to want uh, Caribbean food? Or were people like, that's amazing. This is exactly you know what Brown Heights needs. I'll tell you needs.
1: like this. The area that I'm in right now, the area that I'm in um, is, um, I just want to mention also that you see, I'm right by, alongside the waterfront, which, which um, has uh, the Brooklyn Bridge Park. It's like about a one point something miles over the waterfront. Uh, overlooking the South Street Seaport. You have, like, the, a couple different piers where, like, water taxis come and drop people from, you know, out of Manhattan, you know, back and forth. And I'm also by, uh, so they now they just created, uh, they just built a new entrance to the Brooklyn Bridge Park, which is literally right outside my door. And mm-hmm. they're, lo- they're opening the, the entrance uh, July 1, mm-hmm. uh, and a little over a month. So ordinarily what people do is they come off uh, the subway to the F-Train and that's like on my street, which is J Street. So they, mm-hmm. what they do is they come down is uh, J Street to the waterfront, and they have to uh, kind of make a uh, a turn around the corner because I'm on the corner, and they have to go about three blocks down uh, beyond like tremendous construction that's happening, development, in order to get into the park. But now they can just kind of like a straight shot; they can just go straight down the block, which is again J Street, and it will take them right into the entrance. that's a big deal for a lot of people because it's very convenient. And so we're looking forward to, like, quite a bit of traffic once that happens. So getting back to your question about kosher, um, and, you know, if I had spoken to people about it and stuff, um, I'm, like I said, kosher. And the idea of doing something, you know, Caribbean vegetarian, you know, I was like, you know, that's already, like, almost, you know, being kosher entirely. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's just kind of see, and, you know, that all the ingredients and everything that we do will be kosher and find a good rabbi, you know, that we have actually two rabbis. We have a rabbi that's the Chabad of Dumbo that certifies us, uh, along with a rabbi Marmolstein.
2: Mm-hmm. He gives
1: certification for, uh, you know, Amsterdam Burger and uh, Fairway Supermarket and some other, you know, food places.
0: But just in so terms of feedback gotta, about this, this type of food, was there just excitement initially when you said that we're going to do the first kosher uh, Caribbean restaurant? Was the feedback um,
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, at this point, at this juncture, you know, um, we haven't yet gotten out there and really started advertising at all. Mm-hmm. But I believe that uh, we just want to get things, you know, every day. We're finding things. We're really, like, you know, attentive to the customers, and we're really trying to make it, like, the, the perfect experience.
0: When did you and open? I think
1: within, like, you know, we opened, this is week number three. So we Got opened it. Oh, about awesome, two and a half
0: ago. Got it. This is very exciting. Yeah. So, like, can we put um, your chef, Michael Gordon, on the phone now to get a little bit of an idea of, yeah. like, what um, people could expect sure. when they come to the, the restaurant? Absolutely. Okay, thanks Absolutely. so much. Hello. Hi, Chef Michael. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. And yourself?
0: Yeah, doing well. Thanks so much for joining us here today. So, um, you know, I was talking to my husband last night, telling him that um, we're going to be interviewing you guys and talking about kosher Caribbean food. And I said, the truth is that I don't really know so much about Caribbean food. And my husband says, I think it's spicy and sweet. Um, so <laughs> I don't really, is that true? Is that like a, a general trend in it's Caribbean more, food? Was he making it up? Is he uh, a little bit wrong? Right?
2: It's more coming from a affair in perspective what he said or what uh, you're doing I, what I'm doing got but it, it so, so what does that
0: mean a Rastafarian perspective
2: where we, we think that we eat natural foods, okay. no preservative and if you see the two places I tell fire fire means to preserved you know, no, if you understand the word fire, it's literally fire and right. meaning if anything is If anything is uh, wrong with something, the fire probably could change it.
0: Uh So So is there a certain spice or a certain, like, trend in the food? Like, when I think Italian, I think garlic. Um, When I... Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is there a certain...
2: Well, yes, the spice, the jerk. For instance, let's talk about the jerks. As soon as you hear jerk, you're thinking spice, hot pepper... But it's all, I'm French trained, so I'm doing a fusion of many things. So it's not only Caribbean, it's a little French twist. It's a little fusion of Asian, like for instance, our Asian noodles, our fire noodles, as we so call it. It's, you know, just a basic of my travels, and as I said, I'm French trained, so it's a mixture of everything,
0: fusion. Can you give us an example of like what we could find on the menu if we wanted to come in for dinner tonight, for instance?
2: Well, everyone is coming for the jerk chicken. I don't know why I keep talking about jerk chicken, but that's why everybody craves the jerk chicken. We have one called the ital, the fire stepper, which is the veggie uh, pepper steak with uh, masala sauce. Just really intriguing, plebeian food that we try to add a little. Cutting edge thing, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I saw also on the maybe in an article somewhere that you have pastries that, of course, um, you know, got my attention. What kind of pastries are Caribbean style pastries?
2: Pa- uh, pastries, most like uh, coconut mixed kind of thing. I'm really not the pastry chef, but I do oversee what goes on with them, and it's you know, vegan. Some are not vegan. Everything is dairy-free, you know, but it's mostly coconut and different mixture of things. As I said, I'm not the pastry chef, so I can't elaborate on what the pastry chef does.
0: Got it. Okay, all right. Well, it sounds uh, fabulous, and I know that um, this is going to be where our next date night is. Um, If you could put uh, Dove back on, we'd love to just say goodbye to him before uh, we end the show, and thank you so much for joining us.
2: Okay, you're very welcome. And hope to see you guys soon at Fire.
0: Definitely. And nice to speak to you again, Dove. Um, just to finish things up here today, um, is there? Did you ever, at any point, think about having this be a meat restaurant? Because I see that you have a lot of, um, you know, soy-based meats. Um, so, like, can you give us some of the understanding behind why you decided to go vegetarian as opposed to jerk chicken with actual chicken?
1: Well, like I was explaining earlier, um, it's really just a matter of like simple, like you know, trying to keep it as simple as possible. Okay. Um, and the, the the reality is that you know, the, the the more natural and less complicated food is, the healthier it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You understand? So you know, uh, we we're like I said, what we we're trying to do is uh, firstly, you know. Uh, what we wanted to keep things simple and easy that can work for all sorts of people
2: mm-hmm.
0: and,
1: and it seems like you know when we we you know when we had the idea to do the Caribbean vegetarian you know in the area that we're in, people are really 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 you know excited, and there's a lot of you know uh vegetarian people that work and live within the area. And it seems to be the, the way that uh, the trends are going. I mean, people are really going for the vegetarian sort of, you know, you know cuisine. Got it. And, uh, you, know, you know, when we, again, I was also taken by the, the different uh, dishes that I tried and so on. And, like, I was amazed by, you know, how similar, you know, the, the indication, you know, meats and chicken and so on that, uh, that Chef Michael uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, again with these different seasonings that he does. And I was like, you know, everybody's got to try this because it's like you're eating, you know, healthy, you know. I mean, for a lot of people, they feel like meat and chicken is not necessarily, you know, the chicken is okay, but meat is not, for a lot of people, like the most healthiest thing to eat too mm-hmm. often. But what, what we're, you know, what we offer is, uh, you know, the product that we use is uh, like a seitan. Mm -hmm. which, uh, I'm sorry?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, sure, sure. I I cook with this stuff a lot, honestly, because I was raised not kosher, so I'm always looking for ways to put, like, dairy on top of fake meat, so I'm a big fan of of the fake meat stuff.
1: You know what I'm saying? At this point, we just want to, you know, we created something which is clean eating, vegetarian, so it works for, you know, anyone, everyone, and we, you know, we encourage anybody, you know, who wants to try this out, you know, in the kosher world, I mean, uh, certainly come down, I mean, we're, like, by a beautiful area, that's, uh, you know, as of right now, we have people come, they're excited about the idea that they can come and, you know, and get the experience of uh, eating, you know, kosher, Caribbean vegetarian, and and then, like, run off, you know, rather go off to the park, because it's a beautiful park, we're coming in, you know, it kind of all kind of goes together, I think, or just... You know, healthy living, leg, healthy, healthy healthy eating.
0: Is your are your customers thus far only from the Jewish community? or Are you also getting neighborhood people, uh, non-Jewish, coming in as well?
1: Um, you know, all sorts of all different kinds, all sorts of people. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: nice. a big a big mix. I mean, it's it's, it's it's we didn't really, like I said, you know, we didn't have in mind necessarily that we're gonna only be catering to like kosher eating people. I mean. Of course, when we put the word out there, you know, as a destination, you know, we've been seeing people from all over, uh, you know, uh, the New York area, you know, and and people people actually contact us, you know, from overseas as well, coming in for different reasons, seeing family from Israel, from Europe, London, and so on, and wanting to make reservation with us just to, you know, get this experience because apparently it's like you know it's it's a very unique, incredible you know, concept, and everybody wants to sort of, like, try it and be part of it. And so far, everybody has been very, very happy with it. They think that the food is incredible. The, the environment and the vibe that we're trying to give off is incredible. And we're very happy with, the, you, know, uh, the, you know, the reviews that we've been getting so far.
0: So, so give our guests uh, some information now. Um, where is it? What hours are you opened? So we can uh, write okay, this down. Okay, so we're
1: located... Sure. We're located at 14 J Street. Uh, That's in the heart of Dumbo, Brooklyn. Uh, Dumbo is uh, actually stands for Down Under the Manhattan Bridge overpass, so they actually call it Dumbo uh, for short. Uh, A lot of people tend to walk. We're actually right uh, near, or like you know, maybe one or two blocks or so walking distance from the uh, Brooklyn Bridge. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people know that you know you can walk, especially nowadays you can walk over the bridge, either going into Manhattan or coming into Brooklyn. So we've been getting a lot of people to actually take a really nice walk, very scenic, you know, walk over the Brooklyn Bridge. And then just, you know, once they come off the bridge, they are literally like, you know, right by J Street. That's the street that we're on. We're on uh, 14, like I said, 14 J Street, the corner of John. Uh, and what are your hours? Corner. What what
0: hours of operations do you have?
1: Well, our hours are, um, you know, from every day, weekdays, uh, Monday through Thursday. Uh, we're serving now. Uh, we're open to serve lunch at uh, 11 o'clock, nice. and we run until about uh, 9 p.m. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting requests to open, you know, to, to keep the you know, open, stay open until about 9.30 or 10 p.m. So weekdays, like, it's between 11.30 in the morning and about uh, 9.30, uh, soon to be maybe about 10 p.m. Okay. Uh, Sundays, we do a brunch. Uh, Again, we start serving from about 11.30 in the morning uh, until about 9 p.m. Okay. Most of Shabbat, uh, Saturday night, we're going to start doing, like, uh, live uh, music. Uh, You know, mix of maybe, uh, you know, reggae and, like, uh, jazz and so, sort of thing like that. Cool. And, um, you know, and what we're going to do is, uh, you know, we're going to bring in a lot of different sort of events and, Things that's like our goal, and our, you know maybe some things like uh, art showings and book signings, and maybe we're thinking about doing even like a movie night because we have a very beautiful space. I mean, we have really high ceilings, and it's all glass from floor to ceiling. So you literally beautiful, feel like dope, you're dope. We're out of time, really but um,
0: I'm now excited not just about the food, but also the experience. We wish you much hatslacha, much success, and um, check Thank out so Faya much. in Thank Dumbo. You. For lunch, dinner, and for one of these great Saturday night events. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Have a great day. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. And thanks for joining us. And you can find us here same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.